This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, we can now tell you about those numbers, about the speculation tax. Finance Minister Carol James this hour releasing information about the speculation and vacancy tax. And she says it is working the way it was intended. And remember, it was brought in to try to tackle housing affordability. And it was announced, and then we waited months to get details. And when the details first came out, there were questions. And then even when they tried to roll it out, To say it was bumpy would be a bit of an understatement, but it is now in place. And according to the finance minister, 99.8% of British Columbians are not paying the tax. And she's also saying that the 8% drop in housing prices that we've seen can be attributed to the speculation in housing tax. And I know there'll be a lot of debate on that, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. So how much money has been collected? $115 million so far this year. Government says that is going into a housing initiatives account, which communities can put uh, towards new housing projects. Who is paying the speculation and vacancy tax? Well, as of September 3rd, uh, the, the people who are paying, 4,621 of those people are foreign owners. 3,060 are what's called satellite families. So I guess they come and go from here. 1,519 of them are Canadians who live outside of BC. And 2,362 are BC residents. 221 are listed as other, such as uh, properties held through corporations and trusts, maybe with multiple owners or things like that. So if you're looking for BC residents who are paying the speculation and vacancy tax, people who live in this province, it's 2,362 people here in BC. So Does that say that the speculation tax is working? Like, are you surprised when you hear that number? Did you think more people in BC were going to be paying it? And get your thoughts in on this. You can email me or you can call us on our buzz line 604-331-2899. But right now, let's talk to Tom Davidoff, who is an economics professor at UBC Sutter School of Business. Tom, thanks for being here. Oh, it's a real pleasure. Thank you. Okay, now that you've got these preliminary numbers, what do you think? Is this tax doing what it's supposed to be doing? I think so. Uh, it's raising revenue. Prices uh, have come down. Uh, rents have stopped growing as fast as now. In terms of prices, we also have uh, distressed early, which could have had an impact. Uh, lingering effects of higher tax and empty homes. So, did this tax do all the work? Uh, probably not. But I think it's that there are more uh, locals. Uh, afford homes than there would be without the tax. Right. When you... A million dollars real money uh, that the gets. 
Right. When you look at the the breakdown of the people who are actually paying the tax, and I found this interesting too, because there was lots of concern that people in BC were going to be kind of unfairly, you know, punished by this. Two thousand three hundred and sixty two BC residents paying the tax. What do you think of that number? Well, first of all, I want to go back a little bit, and this isn't necessarily a politically popular. I don't know that it's unfair for a BC resident to pay this tax. If you're fortunate enough to uh, where people can't afford to live at all, where they make a living, I don't that much you know what? what your nationality or provincial hey, status Tom, is. Tom, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call you right back because your phone is oh. cutting in and out. You're saying really uh, good I'm stuff sorry. and we can't sure. hear you properly. So we're just sure. going to pause, press well, pause I'm, here for a second and we're sure. going to call okay. Tom back and get a better line for him because he's saying all this really good stuff that I want to hear what it is that he's saying. But you know what? And I'm sure it was irritating for you listening to that as well. It was cutting in and out. But we're talking to uh, Tom Davidoff about the speculation and vacancy tax. And while we're just getting him back on the line, I want to remind you that this is part of our hot question of the day today. Now that you've gotten some of this information about the amount of money it's bringing in, uh, who is actually paying the tax, 2,362 BC residents, uh, 4,621 foreign owners, 1,519 Canadians who live outside of BC. And so we're talking like a couple of thousand people here in BC are paying the tax. Does that change your opinion of it or not? Do you think it's working? And that's what we're talking about with Tom, who we have back on the line with us. Okay, let's try this again. So do you, you looked at that number, 2,362 BC yeah. residents. Do you think that's a fair amount? I do. I think these are probably mostly, not entirely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The yeah, affluent BC residents, but of course, it's only two-tenths of the... So, uh, you know, 998 out of 1,000 uh, BC residents don't pay the tax. Right. And that was, it was designed to do, though? Do you think, like, we, what was it designed to do? Well, I think, in my mind, when I created the BC Housing Affordability Fund, which population tax rips off of, the idea was, if you're going to buy property in a place where it's very hard for people to make a living, you've got to contribute to taxes just like everybody else does. We have very low property tax rates, very high income tax rates, and that means uh, people who want uh, vacation homes or what have you uh, are in a position to outbid the local workforce. And we chose that with a poorly designed tax system, and this fixes an important problem. Right, but you know, there were also questions about where this applied and where this didn't apply. And now yeah. that we've seen where it's working, do you think maybe it will apply elsewhere? Like, look, it doesn't apply in Whistler, and a lot of people are wondering, why didn't it apply in Whistler? Well, Whistler is such a tricky case. Because to say, oh, we don't want people who are rich from outside of uh, B.C. uh, owning property in Whistler. I don't know about that, because the whole point of Whistler is to have rich people from all over the place uh, support the tourism industry. Uh, On the other hand, it's hard for the local workers uh, to find a place to live. So, you know, tourist places are kind of tricky. And uh, I think that's something with which uh, the province and municipalities struggle.
Right. So we thought, I think when I originally heard this, there was this perception that more people were going to be impacted by this in BC that are actually impacted. What do you think this tells us about the housing market? Well, I think it tells us that there really was and has been an issue of people who don't make a living here uh, buying property and having some impact on uh, prices and rents. And it shows that reforming taxes can both capture tax revenue uh, and improve affordability for locals. Right. So it, do you, are you surprised then that other jurisdictions haven't thought more about imposing something like this? Well, uh, I think we have it particularly hard here because B.C. is such a great place to have money, but a tricky place to make money. You know, a city like Ontario, uh, it's a bit easier to make a living. But watch the news wires today. And I think in light of B.C.'s uh, presumed success with these numbers, you're going to see one of the big political parties make an announcement on this subject today. Oh, really? Okay. so when you say presumed success, is that what you would call this? You'd look at this and say, all right, this tax did what it was supposed to do. I think it did. We, when we put forward our plan, we thought about $100 million, and we thought there'd be some transition of units from uh, people who don't live and work here to people who do. I think the evidence from housing prices and rents is that's happened, and it uh, looks like about $100 bucks a year was a reasonable uh, prediction. So, you know, I think the tax has done what it was supposed to do. There's been minimal impact on B.C. residents. I'm guessing the two-tenths of a percent of B.C. residents who had to pay are quite affluent. So I suspect uh, the uh, federal entities that are going to uh, riff on this today with an announcement uh, saw these numbers and uh, liked what they saw. I'm guessing they had an early look because otherwise they'd look like idiots if it had been bad news today. <laughs> That's so true. You sound like you might know which federal parties are going to be talking about this today. Well, I, I think it rhymes with hybrid, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to say anything. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it mysterious. Uh, aren't they talking about, though, an increase in the foreign buyer's tax, which, as we know here in B.C., these are two different things. They are. And, you know, when I came up uh, with with some help with the B.C. Housing Affordability Fund, which became the speculation tax, what was key to me was don't target nationality, because the issue is, are you using this house to make a living in or are you using it uh, as a vacation home when other people can't afford to live and work here? To me, it's inappropriate to look at nationality personally as an immigrant. Uh, I think we should be welcoming to people uh, from other countries. But I think it's also reasonable to say that if you own property in a place where it's hard uh, to find property, you have to contribute to the tax system. Right. So it is two different taxes, though, here in B.C. It is. And I think, uh, fortunately, at the federal level, they're looking at the speculation tax, which, you know, I I think they are going to link it to nationality, but it really could be linked more to the tax system, which is what's relevant. It's are you a taxpayer not are you, in my opinion, a Canadian passport holder that's relevant. So the things that BC is doing then, you're saying, is getting some national attention. It is. And so when you ask, should we interpret these numbers favorably, I can't imagine but that the federal liberals saw the numbers, liked them, and decided to make the announcement in light of them. Hmm. All right. Listen, Tom, thanks very much for your time on this. Oh, it's a real pleasure, Simi. Thank you, for, thank you for having me. That's Tom Davidoff, economics professor at UBC Sutter School of Business, who's talked much about taxation and housing affordability.